Welcome on, welcome all. This is the How's the Weather podcast, Salute to Coachella, the world's greatest event. Today we're going to look at the old, we're going to look at the new. You know, where was Coachella and where do we predict Coachella to go in the future? We're going to look at how Coachella interacts with the media, how the media interacts with Coachella. And we're going to look at some of Coachella's dark history. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. And if you don't, you're gonna pretty soon. So strap in for three hours of bold listening. history. Coachella began in 1849 during the gold rush in what would later become known as California. It began as a fun- it began as a fundraiser for the local phys ed teacher, Ella Nixon. Her students organized the first ever festival as a talent show called the fundraiser to get coach Ella a new house, and it was meant to raise money after the beloved gym coach burned down her house. The fire was caused by Coachella's smoking habit, and she would um, smoke an entire pack of cigarettes halfway, and then she would leave the half-finished cigarettes still lit, just lying around her couch, um, and then fall asleep and forget about them. But everyone was fine. No one was hurt in the fire. She just lost her house. The first Coachella, by the way, it was underwhelming. It was nothing special. The only good um, act, the only talented kid, was little Davey Dyson, who uh, he sang and he did the cartwheels at the same time, like Fergie. Uh, And Davey would go on to found Dyson Vacuums, and he was really rich after that. The next year, um, Coachella number two, they decided to have Coachella again because Coach Ella, the woman behind the festival, burned down another house in the exact same way as the first one, so she needed more money. This time, the children opened up the show for the public, allowing anyone to perform, and it sure is a good thing that they did. Who happened to be passing through town except Abraham Lincoln on the campaign trail for president? And he got on stage and sang the very popular Christmas song, Away in a Manger, to critical acclaim. Many say that that's actually the reason he got elected, which is uh, very interesting how it could have been different if Lincoln was less talented. The Lincoln Show, as it was later known, raised enough money to buy Coach Ella three houses, and it's a good thing it did because she burned through all but the garage of the last one down within the month. Luckily, she quit smoking, though, and was able to live in that garage until her death, one week later from lung disease from all the smoking. The next year, Coachella almost didn't happen. Without Ella needing the money, what was the point? This is when we see the corporate world enter the Coachella world. William Randolph Hearst, the newspaper magnate, stepped in, sponsoring the event and charging for tickets. He had heard about the Lincoln Show and wanted a piece of the action. <laughs> Little did he know, no Coachella would ever be as good as the Lincoln Show to this day, including all the ones that you think are really good. <laughs> Moving forward, in 1920, 
in an effort to boost morale after the Great War, Coachella, which was at this time known as the National Pastime, was expanded from one stage to more than one stage. Let's just say the number of stages they have now. 1920 also marked the first Coachella radio broadcast. Families across the country could listen to Coachella sets while they sat in traffic waiting to get to the actual Coachella festival. Little known fact, uh, in 1929, the stock market crash was caused by Coachella. Famous entertainer and singer and performer Marsha Clark, who, by the way, has no relation to the Marsha Clark of the OJ thing, went on, uh, the, the performer, she went on stage and she sang a 20-minute a cappella song about why banks were not to be trusted, and the crowd of die-hard Marsha Clark fans raced to the banks to withdraw their savings, which caused the infamous crash and the subsequent Great Depression. Okay, it's not because of Herbert Hoover's negligence. During World War II, Coachella was put on hiatus so that its organizers could help organize the war effort, and the festival was almost lost to history very sadly. Coachella was only brought back, as it were, as a political tool. The year was 1966. Coachella had been gone for 20 years plus. Dwight D. Eisenhower, in his plan to build highways throughout America, stumbled upon the old Coachella festival grounds. With re-election coming up, he had the government team up with the Hearst family to sponsor a new Coachella in order to gain sympathy votes. Unfortunately for him, he lost the re-election due to a clerical error, being that he scheduled the new Coachella on the same day as voting day, and nobody went to the polls to vote for him because they were too busy watching the YouTube live stream of Coachella at home. But at least we got the festival back. Sorry, Ike. <laughs> and so Coachella went. After the 1966 show, not much had changed. Notable acts of the last few decades include Shirley Temple, who headlined the event for 30 straight years before passing the torch on to Beyonce. Uh, another fun fact is that notable environmentalist Rachel Carson wrote her groundbreaking novel Silent Spring about the Coachella festivals. The book is supposed to be, the title of the book, it's supposed to be ironic because uh, Coachella is, if anything, a loud valley, not so much a silent spring. <laughs> Good job, Rachel. Good joke. I guess no one really gets it, though. Uh, but that brings us to today, pretty much. Coachella has blossomed into the greatest event on the face of the planet through hard work and determination and being cute. Not everything surrounding the festival is necessarily a bright spot for Coachella history, American history, my history, etc. But there's actually one more skeleton in the Coachella closet, and it's the biggest one of all. More on that after the break. And now a quick break for the fireworks show, where we honor Coach Ella Nixon and her insane smoking habits, without whom Coachella would never exist. Thank you. All right, uh, the year was around 1890 when Coachella took a dark turn. William Randolph Hearst had a daughter, Samantha Hearst. You may not have heard of her, but she was kind of the dark Hearst of the family. That's a little joke I wrote. <laughs> Samantha, though, she took control of Coachella during her father's death in the 1900s, the early 1900s. Not before his death and not after his death, but during his death. She stepped out of the hospital room to sign the papers like succession even though well no i'm not going to spoil it but like did he die did he not die? whatever it's like episode two you can accept a spoiler but 
back to the task. Uh, Samantha Hurst only took control of Coachella so she could use it as a cover-up to tie up her business opponents. And while everyone was looking at the, the music, she tied her business opponents to the train tracks and she let the trains run over them, just like in really old black and white silent movies. It's pretty dark. What once began as a cute and fun and joyful and sexy and fun and free and lovable festival ultimately became a corrupt murder place. <laughs> I've actually dug up a recording of Samantha Hurst admitting to these crimes caught on tape in secret by me when I bugged her house. Mm, it was me and I did it. What are you gonna do? Bold. Powerful. Um, I really, I just hope none of her people hear this because I'm scared of her. Uh, uh, Samantha Hurst, though, she was actually arrested and tried in the late 1930s for these crimes as part of the Sherman Antitrust Act. But she was acquitted on grounds of a mistrial when the judge, who had the stomach flu at the time, threw up all over the video evidence that they have of her tying people to train tracks, rendering that evidence inadmissible. She decided to retire after the trial, seeing as she had enough money to cure world hunger 7,000 times. However, on Samantha Hearst's deathbed, she donated most of her money to NASA, who sent the bricks of cash into space as part of their experiments as whether or not dollar bills could withstand zero gravity. Turns out they can't. All the money disintegrated upon exiting the Earth's atmosphere, and now world hunger still prevails today, dominantly. So thanks for nothing, Samantha. <sighs> but that's the end of Coachella's history once and for all, the good and the bad. And I just need to clarify, I did not enjoy telling you this last part about Samantha Hearst. I only say it because of my journalistic integrity. And I hope we can all learn from it. And we can learn that it's not okay to tie people to the train tracks and leave them there for dead. Okay, if we can all just say to ourselves, I promise I won't tie people to the train tracks and leave them for dead just like they used to in really old black and white silent movies, I think the world will be a better place. We might even be able to find world peace that way. Let's take another break. When we return, we will turn from Coachella's dark past to its bright future, making predictions about what's in store for the little festival that could. And now for the second fireworks show, where we honor all the people that were tied to the train tracks and killed by Samantha Hearst. Thank you. All right, Coachella. <laughs> Coachella has evolved and metamorphosed every year since its first. We've seen how far it's come, but how far do you think it'll go? I asked you, the listeners, to submit your Coachella predictions on Reddit in the House of Weather subreddit, but only two people have. So now I will read them and I will judge them against each other and I will give the winner an exclusive House of Weather tote bag. All right, first up, user Henry underscore Sinnet, but the I is a one, so it's clearly different than my name, so it can't be me, said. I think five years from now, Coachella will see its first all-robot act. I think it'll be the band from Chuck E. Cheese's on their reunion tour, and I think they'll do a cover of Motivation by Normani, but other than that, all originals. 50 years from now, I think Coachella will take a year off to decompress. I think everyone will just kind of need the break, especially the festival, and I think we'll come back the next year and we'll be better for it. 
500 years from now, I think Coachella will be in Detroit, Michigan, due to high tides flooding all of California and most of the rest of the country due to polar ice caps melting because we are really not addressing climate change and it, the rate we're going, it's like we're never going to. Hopefully we can though, and I really will advocate for that change. But that just sort of means that our little festival's hitting the road. Uh, and that's the end of the prediction. Thank you, uh, Henry underscore Sinnet, but the I is a one. I must say I absolutely love and agree verbatim with this prediction. I, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny to me how much I love it. It's like it's almost like I came up with it, but there's no way I did because that user is not me, <laughs> and I do not submit things to the How's the Weather subreddit. <laughs> Why would I do that? It's my podcast. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. The other comment, because there's one more, so it's like we might as well read it. Maybe it's better than the first one. It's from a user called Sean Spicer's Nephew, and it says, I've been to Coachella before. I absolutely did have sex there twice in one day, so that technically counts as a threesome. My prediction is that next year I can do it again. Please vote for my uncle on Dancing with the Stars. Um, and that's the end. I think this prediction took the user quite a lot of less effort, and I think Sean Spicer... I love his politics, but he's such a bad dancer that we cannot vote for him. So I really have to give it to Henry Sinnott, but the eyes of one. Congratulations to the user. You'll be getting your tote bag in the mail eventually. Um, now we'll take a quick break and then we'll end things. And now one last fireworks show, our third one, where we honor all those who will have died due to climate change between now and Coachella 500 years from now. So they won't be able to see Coachella in Detroit. We're sorry that you won't be able to see it, but we hope you'll still be there in spirit. Thank you. All right, everyone, that's it for our show tonight. I want to thank all the producers of House of Weather. I want to thank myself, end of list. I hope you're all informed, but more than that, I hope you're aware. I send my love to my fans, and I send my hatred to everyone else, especially my family. You guys suck. Have a blessed Coachella, and I hope I'll see you there. Come find me at the House of Weather booth. We'll be selling merch. We'll be giving some merch away for free if we're feeling nasty. And we'll be playing a lot of games and maybe recording some original content for the pod. Thank you all and have a blessed month.